0: Today is September 5th. We're on day 247 of Bible in a Year with Bill. Welcome. Today, we're going to finish up the book of Esther. We're going to read chapters 8 to 10. And then we're going to continue in this long, long chapter of Psalm 119. We're going to read verses 113 to 128. So let's get right into this now. The Book of Esther, Chapter 8. That same day, King Xerxes gave Queen Esther the estate of Haman, archenemy of the Jews. And Mordecai came before the king because Esther had explained their relationship. The king took off his signet ring, which he had taken back from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. Esther appointed Mordecai over Haman's estate. Then Esther again spoke to the king, falling at his feet, begging with tears to counter the evil of Haman the Agagite and revoke the plan that he had plotted against the Jews. The king extended his gold scepter to Esther. She got to her feet and stood before the king. She said, If it please the king, and he regards me with favor, and thinks this is right, and if he has any affection for me at all... Let an order be written that cancels the bulletins authorizing the plan of Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, to annihilate the Jews in all the king's provinces. How can I stand to see this catastrophe wipe out my people? How can I bear to stand by and watch the massacre of my own relatives?' King Xerxes said to Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew, I've given Haman's estate to Esther, and he's been hanged on the gallows because he attacked the Jews. So go ahead now and write whatever you decide on behalf of the Jews, then seal it with the signet ring. An order written in the king's name and sealed with his signet ring is irrevocable. So the king's secretaries were brought in on the 23rd day of the third month, the month of Sivan, and the order regarding the Jews was written word for word as Mordecai dictated and was addressed to the satraps, governors, and officials of the provinces from India to Ethiopia, 127, 127 provinces in all, to each province in its own script and each people in their own language, including the Jews in their script and language. He wrote under the name of King Xerxes and sealed the order with the royal signet ring. He sent out the bulletins by couriers on horseback, riding the fastest royal steeds bred from the royal stud. The king's order authorized the Jews in every city to arm and defend themselves to the death, killing anyone who threatened them or their women and children, and confiscating for themselves anything owned by their enemies." The day set for this in all King Xerxes' provinces was the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar. The order was posted in public places in each province so everyone could read it, authorizing the Jews to be prepared on that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. The couriers, fired up by the king's order, raced off on their royal horses. At the same time, the order was posted in the palace complex of Susa. Mordecai walked out of the king's presence wearing a royal robe of violet and white, a huge gold crown, and a purple cape of fine linen. The city of Susa exploded with joy. For Jews, it was all sunshine and laughter. They celebrated. They were honored. It was that way all over the country. In every province, every city, when the king's bulletin was posted, the Jews took to the streets in celebration, cheering and feasting. Not only that, but many non-Jews became Jews. Now it was dangerous not to be a Jew. Esther, chapter 9. On the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, the month of Adar, the king's order came into effect. This was the very day that the enemies of the Jews had planned to overpower them, but the tables were now turned. The Jews overpowered those who hated them. The Jews had gathered in the cities throughout King Xerxes' provinces to "...lay hands on those who were seeking their ruin. Not one man was able to stand up against them. Fear made cowards of them all. What's more, all the government officials, satraps, governors, everyone who worked for the king, actually helped the Jews because of Mordecai. They were afraid of him. Mordecai by now was a power in the palace. As Mordecai became more and more powerful, his reputation had grown in all the provinces." So the Jews finished off all their enemies with the sword, slaughtering them right and left, and did as they pleased to those who hated them. In the palace complex of Susa, the Jews massacred five hundred men. They also killed the ten sons of Haman, son of Hamadatha, the arch enemy of the Jews, Parshandatha, Dalphon, Aspatha, Poratha, Adaliah. Eridatha, Parmashta, Eressai, Eridai, and Vizatha. But they took no plunder. That day, when it was all over, the number of those killed in the palace complex was given to the king. The king told Queen Esther, In the palace complex alone, here in Susa, the Jews have killed five hundred men, plus Haman's ten sons. Think of the killing that must have been done in the rest of the provinces. What else do you want? Name it, and it's yours. Your wish is my command. If it please the king, Queen Esther responded, give the Jews of Susa permission to extend the terms of the order another day and have the bodies of Haman's ten sons hanged in public display on the gallows. The king commanded it. The order was extended. The bodies of Haman's ten sons were publicly hanged. The Jews in Susa went at it again. On the fourteenth day of Adar they killed another three hundred men in Susa, but again they took no plunder. Meanwhile, in the rest of the king's provinces, the Jews had organized and defended themselves, freeing themselves from oppression. On the 13th day of the month of Adar, they killed 75,000 of those who hated them, but did not take any plunder. The next day, the 14th, they took it easy and celebrated with much food and laughter. But in Susa, since the Jews had banded together on both the 13th and 14th days, they made the 15th their holiday for laughing and feasting. This accounts for why Jews living out in the country in the rural villages remember the 14th day of Adar for celebration, their day for parties and the exchange of gifts. Mordecai wrote all this down and sent copies to all the Jews in all King Xerxes' provinces, regardless of distance, calling for an annual celebration on the 14th and 15th days of Adar as the occasion when Jews got relief from their enemies, the month in which their sorrow turned to joy, mourning, somersaulted into a holiday for parties and fun and laughter, the sending and receiving of presents and of giving gifts to the poor. And they did it. What started then became a tradition, continuing the practice of what Mordecai had written to them. Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the arch-enemy of all Jews, had schemed to destroy all Jews. He had cast the purr, the lot, to throw them into a panic and destroy them. But when Queen Esther intervened with the king, he gave written orders that the evil scheme that Haman had worked out should boomerang back on his own head. He and his sons were hanged on the gallows. That's why these days are called Purim, from the word Pur, or Lot. Therefore, because of everything written in this letter, and because of all that they had been through, the Jews agreed to continue. It became a tradition for them, their children, and all future converts, to remember these two days every year on the specific dates set down in the letter These days are to be remembered and kept by every single generation, every last family, every province and city. These days of Purim must never be neglected among the Jews. The memory of them must never die out among their descendants. Queen Esther, the daughter of Abihail, backed Mordecai the Jew, using her full queenly authority in this second Purim letter to endorse and ratify what he wrote. Calming and reassuring letters went out to all the Jews throughout the 127 provinces of Xerxes' kingdom to fix these days of Purim their assigned place on the calendar. Dates set by Mordecai the Jew, what they had agreed to for themselves and their descendants regarding their fasting and mourning... Esther's word confirmed the tradition of Purim and was written in the book. The Book of Esther, Chapter 10. King Xerxes imposed taxes from one end of his empire to the other. For the rest of it, King Xerxes' extensive accomplishments, along with a detailed account of the brilliance of Mordecai, whom the king had promoted, that's all written in the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia. Mordecai the Jew ranked second in command to King Xerxes. He was popular among the Jews and greatly respected by them. He worked hard for the good of his people. He cared for the peace and prosperity of his race. Let's finish off today's reading with Psalm 119, verses 113 to 128. I hate the two-faced, but I love your clear-cut revelation. You're my place of quiet retreat. I wait for your word to renew me. Get out of my life, evildoer, so I can keep my God's commands. Take my side as you promised. I'll live then for sure. Don't disappoint all my grand hopes. Stick with me and I'll be all right. I'll give total allegiance to your definitions of life. Expose all who drift away from your sayings. Their casual idolatry is lethal. You reject earth's wicked as so much rubbish. Therefore, I lovingly embrace everything you say. I shiver in awe before you. Your decisions leave me speechless with reverence. I stood up for justice and the right. Don't leave me to the mercy of my oppressors. Take the side of your servant, good God. Don't let the godless take advantage of me. I can't keep my eyes open any longer waiting for you to keep your promise to set everything right. Let your love dictate how you deal with me. Teach me from your textbook on life. I'm your servant. Help me understand what that means. The inner meaning of your instructions. It's time to act, God. They've made a shambles of your revelation. Yea, saying, God, I love what you command. I love it better than gold and gemstones. Yea, saying, God, I honor everything you tell me. I despise every deceitful detour. And so, Lord God, the God who always takes the side of your servant, Lord, I pray that you would bless this reading today. Thank you for this reading, and thank you, Lord For all of the ears who hear this, I pray, Lord, that anyone who needs to hear this reading today would somehow find a way to hear it. And thank you, my friends, for joining me today. I will see you tomorrow.